Blog Hello, everybody. There you go. It's been a little while. I'm a little stale here, a little rusty, but um, today we're going to talk about um, some search engine optimization, Google optimization, it's called. Um, they call it Google optimization because Google kind of invented the industry when it created its algorithm, which is clearly the smartest one in the search marketing, in the search industry, for those of you who didn't know that. Um, so I usually use the word Google. You've got a lot more, uh, many more tools nowadays than you ever had um, with Google. Google Webmaster, which is important. Um, if you're in phase one, by the way, this specifically is going out to my roofing contractors who um, either are in phase one or phase two have been in phase one. And you're kind of just wondering how the process is going, how things are working out, which you should expect at the end of phase one and what phase two will bring. Um, by the way, phase two, phase one is kind of a grueling process. Um, phase one is a lot of the, the grunge work, the stuff that nobody wants to do to prepare for search and for Google. And a lot of that has to do with Google optimizing things. You might have already noticed you have a blog, a standalone blog, which has a similar URL or it's based on your URL. If you're hosting with GoDaddy or some of the portals that are a little more challenging, they don't have as many uh, optimizing features, then you probably see um, your website was one recreated in uh, something like a WordPress blog. Um, <clears throat> you're going to see tags everywhere. It's all tagged optimized with your search phrases. You're probably looking at right now three or four articles that have been written, posts that have been posted. Um, all the content is Google optimized. One example, you can tell that that's the case is if you go to the images in the um, blog, just kind of hover over those with your mouse. You're going to see alternate tagging, keywords, things come up that you don't see in the website typically. Um, and that whole purpose is really to be Google search friendly. Um, and, and as I said, you'll see that everything's tagged, everything has a description. All of the images have descriptions and all tagged and all the tags that Google tells you to put in there. I mean, this is Google telling us how to do this. This is not rocket science, but it's a lot of steps. And the steps have a certain order to them. And the order is one, locally optimize as much as you can. Create a blog that's search optimized if you can't use this site because it's in like, not to pick on GoDaddy, but there's this one I've been working with recently. Um, to really maximize uh, search optimization, Google optimization, and now cell phone optimization because your site has to be viewable on the cell phones as well. And Google, Google ranks things based on how well they're optimized. And that's not just Google optimization. Some people call it marketing optimization. I've heard different terms but let's face it, if you're not seeing it in the Google Guide to Search Marketing, Search Optimization specifically, it doesn't matter. And I told someone this recently, and it, and it wasn't to be a wise guy. It's just, I'm just saying that, 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 that these guys invented the really the most intelligent search algorithm that's in existence today. That's why they're faster and the results are better. It was simply a bunch, well, a few people to start with, but now a bunch of people uh, they value their links. If they have a link, Google makes its money based on serving people ads that are pertinent, not just serving people ads. They're going to get you an ad, and you're going to see one day you'll be searching on your phone, on your device, and all of a sudden you're in Google searching for something not exactly related, but here comes an ad that's telling me like, oh, uh, some new business plan templates are available over, and it's like, 
it blows your mind. Sometimes it almost seems a little scary because Google really knows. And the way it knows is that everything is relevant. So when Google came to play in the marketplace, it changed the way people had to build their websites. People were doing a lot. I was in the New York Times for my search optimization, and um, they had erroneously said that we do a lot of, like, white tagging, like, like white words on a white background and stuff to try to trick the, the engines. And, and, and a lot of that stuff worked for some period of time until the complexity of Google's algorithm, Googlebot, was uh, created. And that made it so that you had to be above board. You had to be legit. And guess what? When you put an image in a website, that's not Google optimized. Technically, it looks like an image in a website the same as a lot of what I'm doing looks like. It looks very similar. Verbiage changed a little. Things moved around like that. But the most important thing is what Google sees, which isn't that there's an image there. It's the name of the image. It's the folder the image is in. It's the website address that that folder is in, that that page is in. The image name, description, alternate text, which will describe the image. By the way, don't ever get that wrong, because if a Google technician goes to your page and sees an image of a lady on the beach, and <laughs> your text says that it's, um, I don't know, a cat on the beach or a dog on the beach, they're, they're going to flag it as not, not relevant, not pertinent, and it'll lower your scores and it'll lower your traffic. Now, like I said, a lot of the dirty work takes place in phase one. It's not the big glamour work. You know, you get a couple of Facebook ads just to test out people's reply, um, but you're not really doing the heavy hitting work, and that's where that comes in phase two. So you know you're in phase one, nearing the end of phase one. If, first of all, you're already asking about where is my name in Google, <laughs> and you know that you know who you are out there, and that's okay because I expect it. I know everything you're going to do before you do it, I and mean, that's okay for all of us. But what you're going to find right now, if you go to Google right now, if you're listening to this radio broadcast and you go to Google right now and you're in phase one with any one of my marketing uh, people anywhere in this country, you're going to start seeing when you type your name. Because remember, what's the most important thing you really have? It's your name. Go into Google, type your name in quotes. What you're going to see is where you used to see mostly other people running ads about roofing in, say, upstate or central New York what you're going to start seeing is your content populating the search results. Again, it's your name, first and foremost. Think about your name. It's the most important thing you have. When people search it, you want to own the top ten, if you can, search results, and you want to at least be under the advertisers. By the way, when you do that search, remember when you see at the top left of every one of those boxes that's up there is probably some major, some Yelp, some uh, whatever, who's running advertising, specifically competing with you and your company in order to get them to their site before they come to your site, the roofer website or contractor, housing contractor website. So you've got a lot of competition for placements you didn't even know about. So you, you cannot just let that go and just let them just own your whole, the whole top 10 results. Results are natural. When I type a phrase, Google returns what's naturally pertinent. Google will also return advertising, and you will see the little word AD at the top of each of those advertisements. There's only one way to beat that, and to outspend the people and be more pertinent. So you don't always have to outspend, but you have to be far more pertinent for things like upstate New York roofing contractors. Where do I find a roofing contractor in the Adirondack, in the Adirondack Park? Where do I find a roofing contractor in Syracuse, New York, or the best contractors in Syracuse, New York? And and all these different things combined to create the search result page. 
Right now in phase one, I am probably working on or somebody else is working on um, your Google My Business. Um, that's where um, I have to take charge of the Google uh, Map placements and the Google Webmaster page, um, which, you, which only I can see. I can bring copies. I can show everybody what their Google My Business is and their web page. It's basically you taking control of your existence on Google Maps. The more you interact with all of these portals, the more pictures you put in Google My Business, the more pictures you put on your website that are search optimized. You can't just start throwing pictures up there because I'll, I'll knock it right off the table. <laughs> you got to, everything that you do from now on, whether I'm in your life or not, has to be optimized. Um, at the end, in phase three, I'm usually teaching the owners how to just take this, most of this over for themselves, and I work myself back out of that job and on to the next job. I do not, and none of my technicians need to be involved with all of this stuff going forward unless the business owner says, you know what, I like how you guys are doing this. Okay, we'll write a new contract. So right now, I'm doing some Facebook ads for you in phase one, just ending phase one, testing those Facebook ads. I'm going to propose a Google ad campaign that will have its own cost. The Google ad campaign will have its own cost. And let's say, as an example, I was to say you need to do roughly for what the kind of exposure is you need right now in the competition, a $500 to $1,000 a month advertising campaign in Google and including Facebook. Facebook's easy. Facebook's a lot easier. It gives you good metrics. But the Google, once you set up the Google ad placement, that's where you're really going to start seeing big traffic and your name and key phrases start to appear more and more. Uh, regularly. Don't set a budget too high to start. Google likes things that scale upwards, not downward. Downward scaling is death. Google knows this. Don't post too much content. You know, you're going to notice you've got three or four things posted. I separate them out by at least a week. I don't want to do a data dump uh, like our, some of the politicians. You don't want to do a data dump, so Google's got to figure it all out. And then, oh, now I didn't post another thing for a month. Google likes scaling upwards. You hire a content writer. Don't hire them to write 50 articles in Scram. Hire them to write, write one really good article. You don't need to be articles. Some people call them citations. They're posts, but they're search optimized. No matter what you post, if it is not search optimized, you are losing 90% of your traffic. That includes the advertising that's in Google. That includes the content on your website and your blog. So at this point in time, at the end of phase one, all of the, all of the nitty-gritty stuff is, is mostly done and prepared so that when somebody goes to post a, a you know, piece of content and images to the blog, the blog, the WordPress blog, mostly optimizes everything for you. Again, my goal is to work my way back out of this job or to do, you know, I can do, I, I like to have maintenance plans and recurring revenue models, don't get me wrong. There's a lot, a lot of people I do that for. Um, but ultimately, I want to inform the owner as to what's happening. And it's, sometimes it's complicated. And this is why one of the reasons I do these radio shows, and by the way, you're going to see with the phrases I'm using to describe this radio show, you're going to see a pattern of optimization that I've always followed. Since I was in the New York Times in 1996, I really mostly invented this industry. And I invented it for people that were legitimate marketers. Now, what happened in the next 10 years was the market got flooded with spammers and fakers and phonies and posers. Okay. A lot of them still exist to this day. 
and I paid some of them. Trust me. You know, we, we the school, we, we've been through, me and my partner in Florida, Gary, been through the school of hard knocks on this too many times. That's why most of what we do, we find a way to automate it um, with little files and batch files and little subroutines and programs and, and stuff like that. <clears throat> content, reusing content, if you have a content provider, that's okay too. Um, Google will know that it's from that content provider, but you're still going to get some credit for it. Try to have try to have over half of any article or post or any any image. If you do pull content, people pull content from other places, and you can cite legally cite other places and still get some credit for the you know for the, the keywords and whatever. But try to have mostly over half of of each article or post should be real original content from you, the author, the editor, what have you. Um, let me check out my time here. <clears throat> so we're broadcasting today. My name is Rob Thrasher. I and, uh, created and wrote Secrets of the Search Engines back in the 90s. That's what got me into the New York Times back in those days. Um, let's see here. Just looking and checking to see if we have any callers. Make sure my time's still running. Oh, we're good. Okay, we're about halfway through. This fly like crazy. Um, so I'm going to go through a list of things that happened in phase one. You can see most of them. The things where I manage stuff, uh, you don't really see so much, like um, your Google Webmaster, uh, Google My Business. You'll see changes in the Google Maps and how it lists your company. Um, you'll see, um, let's say, for, for example, one person that I was working with a little while ago didn't even have the address in Google My Business or Google Maps, um, costing I don't know, costing a lot of money, a lot of leads, a lot of content. Um, so we're, um, we're monitoring that. And keep in mind, too, that the monitoring of this, and it's somewhere near the end of phase one, which is where I'm at with a few of my customers, um, they'll get a, uh, you'll get a report, and it's basically going to start showing you how, even just searching your name, how many things have started to change. Your name, the address, the citations. Um, address doesn't just need to be in there. It, need, it needs to be presented in a certain way on every page, for starters. Um, and, 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 and Google, Google really, what Google really is a, 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 a conglomerate of citations to you, your business, your name even, your website, your blog. And what Google wants to do is say, okay, um, let's put it on a scale of 1 to 10. Um, sure, Google's 1 to 100, but we're going to call it on a scale of 1 to 10. Google's going to say, okay, this guy's clearly a roofer or a restaurant in central New York, upstate New York. That is beyond reproach. That is 100%. We have established this is what this person is. He's a legitimate business person. He gets legitimate reviews. He doesn't go on Google and write his own reviews. We all know that. We all know Google knows everything, so you can't try any of this stuff. But people have, and people still do. Um, real reviews from real people. Uh, ad is the key to life right there, the key to life. And can you control how everyone reviews you? Not always, but if you're very careful and you monitor it, you, you might be able to go back to the person and say, well, listen, will you, will, can you do me one better if uh, – you know, if I uh, tweak this or tweak that, do another hour, a couple hours worth for you, 
because I noticed your comment said this or that. If you deal with it head on, straight up head on, then you can kind of control what your reviews are going to be. Um, ask for reviews. The one, the one thing I cannot tell you enough, ask for reviews and ask if people want to be interviewed. Um, one of the great things that I provide is this radio show through Block Talk Radio. Now, why do I associate with Block Talk Radio? Because it was, I don't know, 20 years ago um, on Block Talk Radio where I discovered how much Google loves the content from Block Talk Radio. It's got the keys, the keywords, the key phrases. You get to write like a, a little web page about the show and what you're going to say and what you're going to do, and it, and, it, and it recommends all these things to Google. So, so think about, remember this, it's not always links to your website or to your blog. Now remember, you're create, the reason, one of the reasons we created a blog for, for every website is, is well, one, a lot of times we have to replicate the content to make it search friendly because the portal, I won't pick on GoDaddy again, I guess I just did, but uh, the portal itself is not real easy to, you know, you can download the text and stuff and, and massage it, but it's really easier to use WordPress and build a, a, a WordPress website. So we kind of repost all the content from the website, but it's search optimized at that point because we, we kind of train WordPress how to do the search optimization for what industry we're in. And every industry is, you know, while every industry I work is similar in one sense, I'm almost always doing it for the owner operator, the business owner that's got eight hats on and they're very extremely busy people, point where I get them in three or four months. Um, by the way, if you're under three months, you're probably still in phase one. If you're approaching the third monthly installment or maintenance, uh, you're probably approaching phase two, uh, just FYI. But yeah, so right now I'm working I'm working with, um, again, I work with restaurants, a lot of restaurants and diners. Boy, do we get them traffic. You, oof, oh, my goodness. Roofers is not as successful, but still more successful than it is without any kind of anybody doing any search optimization or blog post or Google Webmaster. Everybody I'm working with right now who's approaching the end of phase one and going into phase two, next is where all, all the really more, more cool stuff happens, the meteor stuff for the business owner. It's not just about content and writing and, you know, tagging and making the images because a lot of that looks the same anywhere, you know. Um, but as you know, if you're a search marketer or you're somebody who works in, in code, that you know that it's, it's not all the same. Um, you can see the same 10 web pages and look almost identical with the images where they're set and everything looks, looks like the same website. One of them will be a Google magnet. The other will be a Google um, – you know, Google will just give it give it the phone number that doesn't work or whatever. Um, it's really, it really is all about Google. And, it, and remember, it's not about tricking Google. It's about working with it and optimizing your content. Optimized content is really pretty simple. You're using similar words over and over again in different sentences and different structures, and you're, you're naming images. You're giving everything a search engine-friendly web address. So... If you click on something in a, in a blog that's put, put together properly, you're going to see highly descriptive words in those links. You're not going to see X, Y, Z, A, B, C, 1, 2, 3, 9, 2, 7, 5, whatever. You've all seen it. That is not Google-friendly or search-friendly. And more, more generally, it's search, search engines in general. Again, typically, we're talking about Google when we talk about optimization and um, search engines. Google's pretty much the big 800-pound uh, uh, gorilla, is that how that phrase goes? The pink elephant, 800-pound gorilla? I don't know. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so you're seeing yourself in, in phase one nearing the end after two or three months of working, and it's a lot of the, a lot of the under-the-hood sort of stuff that just is not really that exciting, and it's really kind of boring. It, <clears throat> and a lot of times people will start making comparison to, like, what's this one doing, what's that one doing? And um, it happens to everybody, please. I'm not picking on any one person here. This is very, very standard in this industry, um, and then because it is a kind of, it's kind of the, it is kind of the, the the guy behind the curtain thing. It's the magic behind the scenes, and it's really where everything happens. Now, when you go, you're going forward, and you start running a Google ad campaign. If you're if you're at where I think you're at with me, whether you're a restaurant or a roofer, then I'm currently researching the keywords using a Google portal and Google AdWords. Um, in order to set up some Google advertising, and and that good, so the cost right now is usually a couple hundred a month in the first, in the first phase, first few months, because I'm just testing out some Facebook ads. I'm, we're not there's no Google campaigns running yet. Um, everything is search optimized. Um, you'll notice that, like I said, just mouse over some images and just start to really carefully look at things that are happening. Do the searches for your name, multiple variations of your name. Search for your address in quotes. Search for your name, your personal name, the business name, one of your business manager's names. Search for those combinations of, um, roo- uh, you know, ro- roofing contractors in my area uh, type of thing. But but remember, put a, put a lot of things in quotes. If you put so as an example, if I'm searching for, um, if I'm searching for a roofer in uh, Albany, New York. Put that in right in quotes. I mean, it's a lot of times because it, 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 it will come up differently if you say find a roofer near me. You know, based on IPs and and different things, some portals will think you're somewhere you're not. Not always Google, but sometimes. I mean, it just depends on the way that they're trying to locate you. Remember, there's a lot of ways to locate where you actually are. Um, a lot of times you'll have punch in the area code. Um, you, you, you'll have a, a Google device with you, which I do right now. You'll have a Google device, um, and you'll also have, uh, say, a Chromebook. In the Chromebook, you're logged into your Google account, but you're also logged in on your phone. There's a lot of ways to locate you. There's very simple using the phone's GPS is pretty much how most of it works. But if you're in between towers, you're, you know, who knows what variety of things, um, Google has many different ways to try to locate where you are. And they're mostly all good, and they're all right. But Remember this, too. When you're searching for things and you search near me, you're activating more of the Google Map portal. And a lot of the, a lot of the things that you find will be listed from Google's map or Google My Business, which is now all integrated into what they call Google My Business. Um, if I haven't mentioned Google My Business to you, now would be a good time to say, hey, what's this Google My Business thing? Because I'm actually working on that right now, and that's going to really kind of the final nail in this big picture to legitimize you, you and your company with Google and, and other search-optimized uh, websites. So there's a lot of things going on. When it comes to costing, you're going to look at about 20 to 30% of what you're going to spend on a marketing budget is going to be probably just for the management of it. Um, if right now you're at the 120-80 um, the split, you're spending more to, to manage it than you are to run the ads because it's just a function of, the more I can replicate, the less I need to pay, get paid per hour. It's really that simple. 
most people do it like this. Now, that said, I've seen some pretty major players in base companies, if anyone gets that, um, <laughs> that will charge you um, half. Uh, you got to set aside a thousand for um, advertising. They're going to charge five hundred to manage it, and that is, you know, they're not that special. Let's put it that way. Um, so you could be looking at if I said, well, listen, here's here's this here's what these guys are doing. On an average, in this marketplace, five hundred dollars is probably going to cross my lips a lot in most medium to large size cities marketplaces, um, or look at like the whole county. Where, where you want a geo fence here, here, and there, that's fine. Um, you can split the budget up a lot of ways. But like I said, if you go from a couple hundred up to, say, your marketing budget is 500, I'm going to be probably still charging you the same amount as I started charging you three months ago because it's really not more work. There's a little more in the setup, and I'm always open with my customers, and I'll say, you know what, this took an extra five hours. Can you can you work with me like that? Most of the people I I work with are like that kind of a business relationship. Um, it's a pretty tight relationship that I maintain with my customers at all times. And really, ultimately, I'm, I'm going to probably add more things onto what you're spending, but it's all going to go, as, as you'll see, it'll all go to the advertising. It's not, you know, it's not going to be, you know, okay, now that you're at 1000 now I'm charging you 500 for, no. Nobody should do that, and there's people who do, and I've seen it. I've seen businesses go out of business who were not informed that their $1,000 a month that they were spending directly through Google was being skimmed to the tune of 50%. So rather than doing a $1,000 ad campaign in Google, and they were having someone in-house do it, and you could argue that it wasn't really functional anyway, so there's a lot of arguments that can be made. And again, notice I'm not mentioning any company names or throwing anybody under any buses. That's not what I'm all about. But what I'm going to tell you is that there's some very major players in many, many, almost all big marketplaces who will take half of your marketing budget. And the results will be half of what you had before you hired them. Um, it's that simple. Google, um, I don't know. Yeah, here's another thing, too. Keep this in mind. Facebook advertising is really quick and easy to set up, and I always use it just to kind of keep keep people looking and seeing like what's happening behind the scenes because it's quick and easy to set up. I don't charge much for it. But then once it's really ready, once you're really ready to go and everything is search optimized and everything is ready for prime time, that's when really you start to see most of the results. And that's usually in the second phase. And that's usually roughly the second quarter of me working with you um, or one of my reps. Um, got three minutes. I just want to make sure that um, if anybody has any questions, once in a while I'll broadcast this. But I don't. I don't usually use my personal cell phone. But if anybody hears this and they do really want to ask a question, and maybe you're considering hiring somebody to do search marketing, search optimization. By the way, those two things mean almost the same thing. Search engine optimization really literally means you're making everything work with Google and shake hands with Google instead of be a blockage for Google. Um, and that includes everything from the webmaster portal that Google provides to the Google My Business, which Google provides at no cost. You just have to get into it and get doing it, and most people are not yet. Um, the um, Google ads are what's called pay-per-click. You pay for each click, and you bid on how much you will pay for that click. Um, and, of course, it's all managed within Google, but there's 
there's management time that has to go into it on top of that. So keep that in mind. Um, every really good advertiser marketing person is going to do A-B testing with those um, advertisements. Um, what that means is you're literally going to have three different versions or four. I mean, whatever. Sometimes I just use two. See which one performs better. And then Google, you can actually tell Google to take out the lower performing one. Just take it out of the rotation at some point. Um, call to action has never changed in newspaper advertising and TV and radio advertising. I've been in all these different mediums and um, the call to action is the most important kind of advertisement. And what that, we're down to 90 seconds. So what that means is you're re- literally, it's a call to, you're calling somebody to action. You're going to, you're going to give them, uh, you're going to give them a, um, a, you know, a, a coupon or a, a gift card to a restaurant. Come get it right now. You've got to do it now. It's got to be within the next hour whatever. Call them to action, get them moving, get them clicking, funnel them into the, into the blog, funnel them to your quote page, funnel them into scheduling uh, for the roofers. For the roofers, you funnel them to a page where they're going to request a free quote and, and get maybe a free dinner. Um, stuff like that is really good. And all advertising, and it has never changed and it will never change, the call to action is the way to do your advertising. My name is Rob Trasher. This has been Spotlight on Success, another version, Spotlight on Roofing Contractors and Search Engine Optimization and Marketing for that particular niche market. Um, And it works everywhere, guys. It works when it's tried. Um, Try it and watch it work. And like I say, for right now, do a lot of Googling on your name because your name wasn't that popular before, and it is now. And with that said, eventually you'll start combining that name with other different variables in geography. Um, The reviews help a lot. You know, a three-star review could kill you. (laughs) A three-star review is no good. I say five stars only if you can. Four stars, eh, I'll take them or leave them. Anyway, it's Rob Thresher. Bye-bye.